Welcome to the CityGate Church podcast. Today's message was recorded at our live Sunday services, and we hope that it encourages you to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. We were asked to just um, put together this panel, and over the past month, I think um, those of you who've been around have heard Pastor Jay just sharing a little bit in a series around discipleship. And uh, in the last uh, two, three weeks, um, he's specifically been drilling down into uh, the principle around personal devotion. <clears throat> and uh, two weeks ago, uh, if you were here, uh, you would have heard um, Pastor Jay expounding on his intimate knowledge of carbohydrates and proteins, and more specifically, his, uh, his intimate knowledge of uh, steak. Um, <laughs> But in all seriousness, it actually got me thinking. You know, we, we sit and we, we admire and we watch um, these amazing athletes around the world and on these stages like the Olympics, for example. And <clears throat> we look and we see this 10 seconds of glory um, and the awards that they, they're receiving. But what we don't see is the hours and the years of discipline of training and of nutrition that goes into making them who they actually are. And it, it, it really convicted me because I thought to myself, what am I and how am I doing in my nourishment? And how am I nourishing myself with my relationship with the Father? And it actually led to a conversation that I had with my eldest son. And... Um, <laughs> You know, we were reading about Michael Phelps, who some of you may or may not know is, is regarded as probably one of the greatest Olympians of all time. But we were reading that at the peak of his career, he was consuming in excess of 12,000 calories a day. And that was just to keep up with his training. And I was reading this and I was talking to, to, to my son and, and, and I actually got a, a, a picture from God and I was... One was this oak tree next to a river, and right next to it was this tumbleweed blowing across an old dry riverbed. And it struck me that what am I rooted in? What am I, how am I feeding myself? Am I the oak tree that is, is, is in the word, is praying, is connecting, and and am I, when, when life's storms come my way, am I going to bend but not break because my roots are deep? Or am I going to be like the tumbleweed? And when the first wind comes, I'm going to get blown to and fro, depending on what is happening in the world. <clears throat> this morning, guys, you know, it took a long time, but we, what we did is we assembled our own supreme athletes. This is us. Some of us, some of us try and consume to 12,000 calories a day, okay, and I do like steak, but in all seriousness, what we really have on stage here, guys, is regular people, people just like you and I, people that have been through, are going through, and will go through trials and tribulations. And we hope this morning that, <clears throat> firstly, 
you understand that when we talk of personal devotion, this is not about legalism. This is not about performance. This is not about um, setting or attaining a bar which is just unreachable. And it's certainly not about, oh, I'll never be like her or I'll never be like him. Okay? I, we really just hope that we just give you an, a, a little glimpse, open the door, and give you some encouragement. And I'd like to take some courage out of this morning just to let people know that nobody has it all together. I can assure you of that. Nobody has it all together all of the time. So we're hoping, just by sharing some experiences, some personal devotion experiences with these people, maybe what it's like for them, maybe um, their breakthrough moments, things that have happened in their lives over the seasons of their lives, and maybe the disciplines that have been instilled in their day-to-day lives, which has helped them to develop and strengthening their relationship with the Father. Remember, guys, every single one of us is on a journey. And every single one of us is at a different stage of that journey. So don't beat yourself up if somebody seems to be ahead of you in the race. It's not a sprint. This is a marathon. Right, hopefully... You're also going to see what is evidently a love for God coming through in these people. We really, we prayed about this. We had a conversation about this prior to, and we're really hoping that this is an intimate time for you guys to just sort of look behind the veil and just get a sense of a transparent life and experience that hopefully all four of us can bring. So, over the past week, um, you guys have been encouraged to send in your texts and Instagram messages and questions around personal devotion and anything that you might have had on your heart. We had loads, and we're really hoping we're going to be able to get through all of them, um, and we're going to do our best. There's going to probably be a link coming up later on. You can continue to send those messages. I hope that some of the conversation this morning may just stir up some questions as well. We may not get to those, but I am told that the media team is going to be packaging a presentation so that you guys will be able to access that on Instagram, and all the questions that have been presented uh, will be answered for you, so in your own time, you'll be able to do that as well. Right. So, let's start with Feluke. First question that's come through is, um, what does your personal devotion look like? Hello, everyone. <laughs> yeah, um, my personal devotion is born out from, you know, my early years. And, oh, I should speak louder. Okay. <laughs> yeah, my personal devotion is born out of um, my early years, my experience. Um, and, you know, even this morning, uh, Abimbola and I we were talking about it. And uh, it's the fact that Unlike most people, but possibly like many other girls in church today, I didn't have my father, my earthly father, um, present with me um, early on. Um, a good man, 
but it was much, much later in my life as a full-fledged adult that he came into my life and, you know, the relationship wasn't that long. Um, but I was blessed by, um, I went to a school, who, it wasn't a mission school, but we had um, people from the seminary who came to teach us the word of God. So through those people, you know, um, I was led to Christ. So I gave my life very early on, and, you know, it made me to appreciate the fatherhood of God. So for me, um, it's the real experience, it's what I live out when I've been in and when I've been out. You know, because it's, just as Elton said, it's not always been a smooth journey. But so, um, devotion starts with me and Abba. I call him Abba Father. And even in praise and worship, you know, I believe the Holy Spirit reminded me, Father of Fathers. And so how, that's how, I just want to make it short. <laughs> that's how um, my relationship started. And that's the journey that I'm still on. Yeah. I hope that helps. Um, <clears throat> I think uh, when, when we were chatting as well, you, you also mentioned something about um, just asking God about uh, creating a thirst maybe just expand yeah. on that a little bit. So, um, in terms of the word, um, I love the word of God. And I'm telling you, saints, it's real. Um, when I'm, you know, early on again, when I learned about the importance of the word, I asked God to create a love of it inside me. To give me the thirst. Because I didn't want to do it as a routine or as a chore. So, and try it today. Just ask the Holy Spirit to help you to have that love. So then when I, most times, not all the time, but most times when I open the Bible, I just have this joy that just, it just bubbles inside of me. And, you know, I'm just eager to see what the word of God will reveal. Excellent. So, <clears throat> Dwayne, um, what do you find more of a challenge? The Bible? Prayer or worship? Yeah, um, thanks for the easy question. Um, I think for me, probably prayer is what I find hardest to kind of stir myself into. Um, I'd say I've always kind of been a Bible man um, from from when I was a kid, um, back in Sunday school, kind of learning memory verses and that sort of thing. Um, and more recently, praise and worship uh, has kind of become part of like, my morning routine. Um, but I def I'll definitely say prayer is what I find hardest to kind of, you know, when it's six in the morning or something, like pull myself out of bed and, and kind of get into that, that mindset. Um, but I guess more and more, I'd say back in the day, I'd always say, I'm a, ba a Bible man, that's my thing, do you know what I mean? Um, but more and more, I recognize that there's so much value in each area of, of personal devotion. Um, and so though prayer and, and praise and worship might not come as naturally to me as, as the Bible study, um, I'd say I'd make more of an intentional effort with those today. Um, because 
Otherwise, it's like I'm, I'm missing out on so much, you know. Um, that, that intimacy of relationship with the Father is, is in prayer and is in praise and worship. And, you know, I love, I love the wisdom. I love the, the instruction. I love the guidance that I get from the Word. Um, but it's the wholeness of, of personal devotion that is what we need. Fantastic. I think um, Dwayne, Dwayne mentioned a, a word there, intentional um, and, and intentionality. And I think um, I, I heard somebody with some very wise words earlier this week, um, and we spoke about intentionality. Um, and it actually stemmed from, we we're just talking about communication. And, um, you know, when, when do you find, if you think about it, when do you find that you communicate best with your spouse, your best friend, whoever it might be? And we, we got talking, and, and funny enough, we actually have a similar experience in that when I walk with my wife, we have the, the, the best conversation and the most in-depth conversation, and we're able to really work stuff out. Um, and it got me thinking, why is that? And it, it, it's actually really simple. It's because it's very intentional. You have to get up off the couch. You have to put your shoes on. You have to get outside, and you have to walk, okay? But with that intentionality, what happens is you actually take away all the distractions. There's no Netflix, there's no phones, there's no kids. And what that means is that you're able to absolutely be 100% present in the conversation. That's exactly what God wants. God wants 100% of your attention. When you're spending time with him, no matter when it is in the day, he wants 100% of your time. So intentionality is absolutely critical um, in developing and, and nurturing your, your personal devotional time. Pastor Sharon, <clears throat> how's your personal devotion changed over the years? Yes, it certainly has. I, I, I love God because he's, he takes you on such an adventure. I think I'd say, a journey, but it's an adventure of a journey with its ups and downs and, and challenges and amazing times. Um, and my, from when I was younger, I was brought up in a Christian family, amazing Christian family. And um, my mum, I used to see, you know, having time reading her Bible and, and praying in her own time. Um, she never pushed it on us at all, but her influence was, was absolutely amazing. So that, for me, brought in dedication. Um, and so throughout my life, since I was seven, I got saved. And dedication, for me, is an incredible thing. It is the purpose, too. But in that, it changes. And I've, I've realized that over the years, there have been so many different ebbs and flows of my dedication life, whether it's worship, um, prayer, or um, yeah, reading the word of God. And it doesn't stay the same, and it doesn't have to stay the same. God is not just somebody who goes, this is it, that's it. If it was, he'd put it in the Bible. <laughs> There's nothing set. Um, so I, I just realized that over my life, there have been times um, where, when I was younger, I would have a um, like word of today. So I would read something specific most of the days, not every day necessarily, and that's okay, because a word of God can last you forever. Um, but, you, you know, I've just having 
that time have I always spent, have I always prayed specifically every single day? No. But God's with me and God walks with me. Um, so I used to read a little bit of um, yeah, word for today and then think about that for the rest of the day. Um, and then I would... Uh, there's so much. I don't know where to, uh, sometimes where to pin it, really. <laughs> but my diversion, yeah, absolutely is ebbed and flows. So there was a time when I was going through depression and I didn't know what on earth was going on, the heaviness and everything. And all I could do, I was nannying, it was before I was, before I was married. All I could do was get up. And, but I also knew that environment mattered. So even if I just say, God, help me today, <laughs> I would put on praise and worship. I would put on something that actually created that environment and I was able to. Now you can have it in your earphones wherever you go. And I do a lot of that now. Um, and, but there was, there was a time where um, my devotion to God really changed. And it was a massive challenge to me. And that was when I got married. <laughs> Now, that may sound really, really weird, but I would talk to God all day. I would ask him about the shopping, I would, and I know people laugh, but actually, he was, he was my partner. He was everything to me, and so I would talk about the craziest things and just have a continuous mindfulness that God was around all the time. And when I got married, I realized that there was somebody I could ask questions to and I could talk to. And I felt like I was backsliding. <laughs> I felt, wait, well, so crazy. But where is God? Because I'm actually asking this physical person now all these things that I would normally have talked to God about. And I would say it probably took me about three years to work that through. So devotion is a lifestyle uh, with the ebbs and flows and I got that back and found the balance what to ask Julian about what to talk to him about and what to ask God about what to talk to him about um and uh, yeah so that was that was uh, <laughs> quite a weird excellent, thing excellent Sharon. yeah I think uh, an important point there <clears throat> is it wasn't just luck that that these people are up on the stage it wasn't a lucky draw um, we, we were to a degree intentional because we have, we have people here who are in very different seasons of their lives. And I think that's very, very important to understand and remember when you're looking at your personal devotion is also to understand how that fits into the season that you're currently in, in your life. Um, Dwayne is, is, is single, so any, you know, available young Christian woman, he is single. Um, and... Uh, <clears throat> But, but guys, these two ladies are taken and so am I. So, um, but it's, it's really true. Um, Dwayne, maybe you can share with us. Um, <laughs> how's, how's your devotion changed? I should have known it was coming now. <laughs> um, how's, my, how's my devotion changed? Um, yeah, it's definitely changed. Um, I think particularly, actually, for me, like, COVID was a, a massive, like, kind of cause of shift in my devotion. 
Um, I think I'm, I'm very much a um, structure kind of person. I like routine. Um, I like building habits. And so, you know, like pre-COVID, um, like you say, with the intentionality, I would go to work half an hour early, um, sit downstairs in the lobby, and have that half an hour for some Bible study and some prayer. Um, and it was very much that, you know, I won't do it at home because I know if I'm in my house, there's going to be distractions there sort of thing. Um, and then COVID came and working from home came, which I can't lie, is blissful. Um, but also my bed is there. And <laughs> me and my bed get along very well. It's one of my favorite places to be. <laughs> um, but now I had this, this big challenge of, you know, when that routine's broken, actually, now in the mornings, it's like, I don't have to catch a train, and I'm trying to wheel myself um, out of bed to, to make that time for God, but it's, it's not always been easy, and it's not always been strong, um, but I've learned to have this grace for myself, um, and similar to kind of how you say, like, you know, it's not about that comparison to other people. Um, it's also not about that comparison to my former self. Um, and, and like Pastor Sharon was saying, there are, there are these seasons with ebbs and flows. And, you know, it might be that last year I had an hour of, of devotional time every morning. And this year is 15 minutes a few days a week sort of thing. But... Um, Again, like Pastor Sharon was saying, the, the devotion I'm learning is a lot more about a heart posture and that way of life rather than this, what I do every morning. That's a very Pharisee kind of mentality, you know, the being the person that does all the stuff. Um, I, was, I was thinking this morning, actually. <laughs> Because Elton came, came with some shade for me. I thought I'll give some shade to you guys. I was, <laughs> I was thinking this morning, like, yeah, the Pharisees, they were, they were hot on that word, right? Like, they knew the scriptures. I was thinking, if the Pharisees were, like, about today, they'd be the ones that were in the 9.30 service because <laughs> they were the zealous people, do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> just saying... But it wasn't, it wasn't about the stuff. It wasn't about the outward appearances. As it says, the Lord looks at the heart. It was about the motivation, what's in here. Um, and so I think, or I, I encourage all of you guys to have that grace for yourself when perhaps the action is lacking, um, but just pressing into where your heart is at and your heart being close to God. Yeah, you know, <clears throat> when you're climbing a mountain, there's many trails to the top of the mountain, and, and you're going to choose a trail. Some are going to be difficult, some are going to be easy, some are going to be higher up the mountain at different stages, but at the end of the day, you're all traveling in the same direction, and it's important to remember. So, you know, <laughs> whether you do your devotional time in the morning, whether you do it in the evening, whether you do it at lunchtime, whether you do it in the toilet, <laughs> it really doesn't matter. Because it's all about the posture of your heart. It's, it's, yeah. 
I used to, can I just, yeah, yeah. I used to um, love my journeys up to London when I, I thought I you were going to tell us you just love <laughs> your devotional time in the toilet. <laughs> no, in the toilet, no, 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 no. <laughs> but I used to love the time in the morning because I would spend five minutes in the morning, good morning God, welcome you, Father, Son, Holy Spirit in my day and just have five minutes and then I would get on the train and I would read my Bible. And that is so easy with phones and everything now. And then coming back home, I go to sleep. But, um, <laughs> but that, was, that was really precious. But then I stopped working in London when I had my first child and everything changed again. Um, and the, but there was one thing. So I, I would hear these people saying, OK, I would pray for an hour. And I put an apron over my head so the children knew that I was praying and you were not to disturb. So I tried that. <laughs> but it just didn't work, you know. And you have to find your own rhythm. <laughs> And there was a time where I thought, right, okay, I'm going to get up earlier. And the children started crying earlier. And then I get up earlier, and it got to half past four in the morning. And what I, they would just know. It was really weird. And so I thought, no, I'm not doing that. I cannot do that. And so I just, at that time, just found when I could. But something that really was amazing was I heard somebody say they used their cookbook stand in their kitchen. And they put the Bible on it. And so it was in the kitchen where you doing where I was doing stuff, and my eyes would glance wherever it was by the wash, the, the, the in, um, yeah wherever in the kitchen where I would spend more time, and I would just read one verse, and that would be amazing because then I would think um, about that. Excellent. Um, you raise another good point, and I'm going to maybe ask you for Luke. Is you know, your personal devotional time? Is it is it is it about how much time you spend doing it? Or, or what is it about your personal devotional time? It's more about um, how the Holy Spirit is leading me. And, you know, that's just it, really. Um, so like everybody else, there'll be times where I'll stay in the presence for a long time, and I would not um, get up until I felt a release that it's time. And there are other times where, like everybody else, we are busy, and, you know, I just, I'll just do, you know, what um, I believe, you know, I'm able to do within that period of time. Excellent. So an example that I would give was, um, at ease, um, there was a time I was in leadership and leading prayer. And I found that I was not able to um, put in enough time as I would have loved to, to be able to pray for people, pray for ourselves. And the Holy Spirit whispered in my heart and said, just do it in short bursts of time. And so that was the season. Whereby it was just short bursts, but it was consistent. So um, just bear with me. Just like doing, I am structured. And it can be very irritating. But, you know, in the presence of God, this is how you learn to just lean on God. And not just your structure or your routine. So as I mentioned earlier, um, we were trained by brothers from seminary, and you know that was structured. But it created a discipline that today, uh, I mean, is helping me. So I hope. Excellent. You know, that answers perfectly. Well. <clears throat> 
So um, I guess a question to anyone who wants to answer this is, has there been any significant moment in your life where your personal devotional time has been propelled forwards or backwards? Now everybody wants to answer. It's marriage for me, <laughs> wasn't it? <laughs> yes, uh, I, I can jump in. Um, I'll say maybe two, three, maybe three years ago. Um, I'll say actually it was probably... <clears throat> I don't know how many years. I think it was my first uh, January like prayer and fasting here at Citygate um, was a real significant moment for me. Um, actually, that was it was probably the first time as a Christian where I felt empowered in prayer. Um, but then also that kind of combined with praise and worship here. It kind of just revolutionized my understanding of devotion. Um, and again, I'm a structured person, so to me that translated to structure in the mornings. But it was this, it was kind of this revelation of, you know, I come here on a Sunday morning and I pour it out for God. I pray, I shout, I praise, I even jump sometimes, which does not come naturally, but, and it, it was this revelation of like, why is it I can do that here, but when I'm back home, like, it's this kind of timid, like, whispery, and, and it was kind of like, no, it's not going to be like that anymore, and so, um, for me, that was this turning point, and I said, actually, my, my personal devotion is going to look like Sunday service. Um, start with praise and worship, and it's going to be, okay, not as loud, because I've got housemates, and I've got to be considerate, but start with praise and worship, and I'm going to spend time in prayer, and I'm going to go for it in prayer, and then I'm going to spend time in the Word, and preach to myself, and take in, take in what God has for me. Um, and so, yeah, for me, that's been a real transformation of kind of I don't know, personal devotion being exciting and alive and powerful and not just this, oh, we do this because we're Christians, <laughs> sort of thing. Excellent, good. Faluka? Uh, yeah, I'm just thinking about it. I think for me, it's been um, key moments and um, I'll say key experiences of God um, that's propelled me forward when I could have sunk um, so, um, I, I have so many examples, but I'll just choose one. When God miraculously healed me of cancer, and I mean, that was, um, I think, <laughs> yeah, so that was 22 years ago. So that's a, you know, a positive. A negative was when financially everything crashed. And I mean, really crashed around us. And you know, it just, it, it, but what took me forward is those tangible times when God had met with us at the point of our need. So where, outside, around that time, I thought I was going to lose my mind. I think actually I was depressed, I didn't know. And a turning point where I could have actually lost it completely is um, just remembering how God took me from the brink of death 
to the point whereby the medical um, team said they wanted to write um, a journal because they had never seen anything, how people, somebody can be healed like that. So then that's tangible. So that God that was with me um, from the pit of death took us through. Surely this will pass away. So, and then I have all those concrete times of low and high. Amen. We stand on the promises of God, huh? Sharon? <laughs> I think the one thing that has been a really incredible foundation in my life um, was when I realized what God actually said about me. That, that sounds crazy, but who I am in Christ. I was born up, brought up as a um, Christian um, in a Christian family. But when I started actually grasping who I was in Christ, who God actually says, so I can come to him in prayer or any time of the day with my head held high, I'm not begging, I'm not, you know, yeah, bowing, but I'm not crawling on the floor. And I actually start my prayer times, um, my devotion times, with my head held high and just saying, God, you are, you are, you are, you are, and then because of you, I am. And that's just at the start, the few, you know, um, of, of my devotional time. It totally lifts you out of yourself. Um, but the, when, um, in my teenage years, we learned that obviously the word of God is the most important thing um, to have foundations. So what we learned to do was just turn a tape in those days, but actually put preaching tapes on all night. Your body sleeps, but your spirit doesn't. And I would say that a lot of the strength in my years now, going through all sorts of different things, is because of that kind of thing, dedication to, to just having the word of God go in. Oh, that is so good. <clears throat> Dwayne, um, how, would you, how would you sum up your devotion? Yeah. Um, patchy <laughs> is, is a word that comes to mind. Um, yeah, I think I, I'm going to assume it's similar for most of us in here, but I think there's times where devotion is incredible and it's like ah it's like in the mornings you're floating sort of thing in the presence of God and everything is beautiful and you just feel life and there's other times where you don't have that <laughs> um, there's times where you're fighting for it um, there's times where yeah it's it's not easy there's times when you don't always feel that desire um and so you're you're willing your flesh to do what your spirit knows is right and what it needs um so yeah honestly patchy is is the word that comes to mind but the thing that i, I kind of love is there's this old um old like him i've decided to follow jesus no turning back no turning back cross before me uh, the world behind me and I think whenever I'm kind of in a season where it's tough and I'm struggling to find that flow, I'm just reminded of that. 
Because I think you could, I think there's a lot of guilt associated with um, not doing well in your personal devotion. Um, and you can easily kind of get those whispers from the enemy of, oh, you're falling away from God, or, oh, like, you're not a good Christian. And it kind of makes it even harder to get back in when you've got that, that playing in your mind. But I'm, re I'm reminded of that, that hymn, and it's like, no, I'm, I made my decision. And that's a line in the sand. There's no going back. And so I know even in those times where it's hard, it's coming back up. Because there's no alternative for me. Like my Jesus is everything. And yeah, we'll go through tough seasons, but we'll go through the highs as well. So, so Sharon, when it is hard, how, how do you overcome it? When it's hard, well, how do I overcome it? Um, not just talking to God, but hearing from God. Um, and I mean that there are, you can strive to hear God, but God actually speaks all the time if you're in relationship with Him. Um, and um, during the COVID time, which was you know horrendous, um, amazing for some people and horrendous for others. <laughs> um, so. I was doing some exercises at home, and I was I'm not even really thinking about God, just doing my exercises, thinking what I needed to do. And I closed my eyes for a minute, and I suddenly realized I was up at the doorpost, nearly hitting my head against the, the doorpost. And God just said to me then, he said, stay focused, Know everything that's going on, but stay focused, otherwise you'll crash and burn. <laughs> and you know, that was just such a simple thing, but that carried me through the whole of the two years, and it's going to be there for the rest of my life. And it was just that relationship is not like, you know, Duane and, and others are saying, that few minutes of specific prayer time. I, at the moment, um, well, I have been and built up... Um, thing where God, I, I was saying to God, God, I've got so much time during COVID. I'm at home. I'm not running around doing all sorts of different things. I've got time. And I was feeling really down because I felt pressured that I wasn't spending time. And God said, but that's okay. Do what you can. So I said, okay, I'll do an hour a day. And tried that. And no, I couldn't do that. <laughs> that was crazy. <laughs> and it came down to God said, 10 minutes. Do 10 minutes because anything else is a bonus. And you're with me all, the day, all day anyway. Um, and so I thought, right, I can do that. So I put on an alarm um, because otherwise your time can just go. And if I know there's an alarm, I know that's where it finishes. And if I choose to go further, fine. If I've got time, if not, it's okay. And so I'm not also thinking about, oh my goodness, time, time, time. I'm focusing on the 10 minutes. And it's incredible what you can do in those 10 minutes. Correct. Yeah, so it was, um, I, I come before God and I just say, God, you are, you are creator, 
of heaven and earth and everything and then say, you know, thank you for my life and pray for everyone, all of you. And that is all in my 10 minutes in the, in the time. Pray for everyone. Um, put them in, in sort of just a block. And then I say, God, if you want me to specifically pray for somebody, then just let me know. I've got a whole day. You know, that's, that's not a problem. Excellent. But then I would pause and I would just go, okay, God, what do you want to say about this? You know, um, what do you want to say to me? And I would generally get a blank. Um, not very often would I get God necessarily speaking, but when I specified something, God, what do you want to say to me about? I would very quickly get answers. And just this week, I bought a little piece of paper so I could actually remember uh, I thought it might, it might. So I said, okay, God, what about me? What do you want to say to me? And God just said, keep stepping and put on garments of praise. Great. Then I'd say, what do you want to say about Julian? Stay on course. What do you want to stay, say about Michael? One step at a time. What do you want to say about Stephen? We're cheering you on. He's in his exams. And that... Was, it's just so simple, but the words just came really quickly because it was so specific. If I don't get anything, I go by what has already been said a month ago, um, a week ago, yesterday. Yeah. So um, that is hearing God on everyday life. Very good. Me. Excellent. <clears throat> so a <clears throat> couple of uh, meteor questions that came through on Instagram as well. Um, I'll throw this out to all three of you. How can you know if you're giving your devotion to things other than God? In other words, inverted commas, idols. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll chip in with maybe like just one line. I think um, it's the fruit. Like the fruit of your life is the evidence of your relationship with God. And so I think it requires taking a step back and taking the time to analyze yourself a bit. Um, but if you see the, the fruit of the spirit in your life, you see that love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, then to me, that's the evidence of, of the spirit and, and, and Christ's proximity almost to me. If I see, you know, malice and anger and whatever else, then I know actually I need to be making an intentional effort to draw closer because stuff has gotten in, in a gap that has been made by not having Christ close enough. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah, I, th I think for me, <clears throat> very simply is, where is God in, where is God in it? Is he second or third or fourth? And if he's not first, I need to be aware of that straight away. Um, where is my devotion? First and foremost is God is always at the head. For me, it's um, an, an unease. You know, I just feel uncomfortable. And when I get that, that's when I just go back to my drawing board. That is this about God or is it more about me? Um, so, you know, losing my peace is the first um, indication and that takes me back to God and usually God will just bring me back to where I need to be. 
So I'll, I'll just hold you there because the next question um, that came through was, Hi, Citygate team. Recently, I've been in a season where I felt God just wasn't answering prayer. Prayer for healing, breakthrough, change, etc. I read a book um, called God on Mute. I just wanted to share with you. I don't necessarily think it's my question anymore, but I do think lots of people have the question. What do you do when it feels like God is silent for an extended time? And how do you persevere? Okay. So I just want to really say this from the bottom of my heart. It's real. Um, what I'll say is just keep standing. Keep standing. Don't cast away the confidence that you have in Christ. Because in times of trial, that's what um, Satan would want you to do, to feel that your prayers are not answered. You know, God is not a magician, and he doesn't work like microwave works. So for, yeah, so for some things, he would have us wait. For some things, it will be a no, but then he will lead us into his way. He's never, ever left us, you know, without comfort or without providing. And I do understand when you've been standing, standing and standing, you begin to think that, will this ever happen? But then when it, be, when it will happen, you will know undoubtedly that it had been God. I'll quickly share something that is very personal, but we bless the body. Um, you know, when, when we got married and we're, you know, waiting for the blessing of the womb, I, heard so, I had so many miscarriages that I thought that, you know, actually they told me that I could not conceive naturally, that it would have to be. And, you know, the voices, everything. My own personal doctor, my GP, actually when I got pregnant, miraculously, he, she didn't believe. She said, no, it couldn't have been that, you know, I'm not a candidate, you know, to be able to hold, you know, a conceive naturally. And so she would not, um, she would not um, treat me. But you know what God did? God sent her on errands in terms of going away on holiday. And uh, yeah, and, uh, yeah. And a locum doctor came in place. And that doctor said, I am convinced without a doubt. I do not care what your past history is that you are pregnant. I'm, I'm going to move a step forward. It's not like now, this was in the 80s, that instead of you doing just um, a, a water flow test, that you would, I would, I'm sending you to the hospital right away to go and do a blood test. And it came back, it came back positive. And to the glory of the Lord, you know, God then blessed me with four sons. So, you know, so, you know, when I think Isaiah 54, where it says that, you know, um, rejoice, oh, you barren woman. You know, so this is what I want to say to you. It might not be exactly as I've enumerated. It could just be something else in your life that you're waiting for. If it aligns with the word, place your confidence on that. No matter what may be shaking. <laughs> you just stand firm and you just ask, how many times have I cried out to God that God just hold me? Father, just carry me. I don't think I can carry on. And you know, he will just come through and he will carry you. And you'll soar. Like the, I, these days I say, Lord, give me a testimony. You know, I need a testimony to just encourage people. So I hope, you know, that touches you at your point of need. Excellent. But, 
So um, <clears throat> we, we're running out of time and we still have a thousand questions to get through. So I, I'm going to wrap it up. Um, just, just as we're closing, just each of you, just to share just one nugget that somebody can take away uh, when it comes to personal devotional time. And while you're thinking about that, I just want to encourage you all. Um, yes, we haven't maybe got to all of the questions that everybody sent through, and there's some really great ones, but just keep an eye out. Um, look out for that link. It'll come out. And, and really just spend some time listening to the answers to some of those questions. There's some really great questions. Do you pray with your spouse? You know, that's a great question. You know, do you cover your family in prayer? Felica? I think a key word, the key word is lifeline, that your, your, your devotion, see it as a lifeline. And that's just my key word for everybody. So. Yeah, God has come to set us free, not be in legalism. So in your devotion, we've got a word up there, find freedom. It's okay to have seasons and different ways of doing things. We're not all the same. Um, yeah, I think that's probably... Um, yeah, I think I'll just kind of reiterate that grace and the heart, um, similar to Pastor Sharon, don't let yourself be burdened by what is supposed to bring life. Um, encourage everyone strongly, like invest in praise and worship in your in your devotion, because for me, that has been so transformative. Because it's like a reset button. It reminds me of why and who not just this routine but man i'm coming into the presence of my god like the one that pulled me out of that mess that i was in and gave me life and joy and peace and when my heart is reminded of that the rest comes Yeah, I, I, I just love that. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, but I, I also think that what I am with God, who I am with God, then comes out to everyone else. And so my devotional times I, um, is a great way of giving out to others as well. Just, you remember I said about a cookbook stand and I used to have the Bible on there? I don't have that now. I now put words that God's given me and my children and Julian don't necessarily know who these words are for when they're up there but the words are not just for me all those words can be mean something to somebody else in my household that day um, and so it's just knowing that who I am and what God talks to me about is for other people as well and that he's who I am and that's how I am for the rest of the day and week or, or whatever. Right. So we just want to thank you for uh, just affording us the opportunity to just share our hearts a little bit with you. And um, yeah, thank you very much. We hope it was encouraging. <clears throat> I'm just smiling from ear to ear. I thought that was absolutely fantastic. Um, I think we've had a little sneak peek into the lives. It's a very, very personal thing, your personal devotion with God. Very, very personal. So 
Can I just really appreciate the four people we've had up here today that have opened their heart? Because so many people want to judge. So many people want, you mean you don't pray for four hours a day, Pastor Sharon? I thought you had to, to be a pastor. And you know what? All of us are like the rest of us. But what's important is that we're all on a journey. I was speaking to somebody earlier in the week, and they said that they really find it quite hard to, you know, say things out loud. So their whole devotion time is all about, you know, they put their prayers down on a computer, and they write down what God's saying to them on a computer, and it's all very, very scripted, as it were. It's from the heart, and it's from the heart of God, but it's very, very, you know, sort of structured. Other people would be the floaty people who are perhaps more, you know, praying in tongues all day long and this. You know, who you are is uniquely and divinely made to be who you are. And in your relationship with God, there are no limits. There are no limits. God says you can be everything I've created you to be. And at the very heart of that, is our devotion with God. Yeah. So I am going to believe God that we all move forwards today. Yeah. One step. It could just be, you know what? That's a real key for me. Just, you know, forget really trying to do it that way. I'm going to find a better way. Or perhaps it's putting the Bible on the cookbook stand. Or, or perhaps it's saying, I'm going to type my prayers down because I, you know, I find it hard to articulate. Or for somebody else, it's, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring some more structure into my time, that it's not gonna be as floaty, but I'm gonna have a time of praise and worship. Just a couple of songs. You know, it's great that we've got a, a Spotify list as a church for all our current songs that we're doing. And I would encourage everybody to get that Spotify list. And, you know, and have that in your car or on your phone or wherever you have it. Um, it's great. I speak to, what is it? What do we talk to in the lounge now? Google. Is it Google? Is that right? Boys, help me. No, I haven't got Alexis. I think it's Google. Google. Play Elevation Worship on Spotify. And the heavens open. It's amazing. And I can say, okay, Google, next song. And it just goes on and it's wonderful. But you know what? Whatever works for you. Sharon made a decision probably two years ago, I think, that there was just, you know, the atmosphere of our house. We had like six people in the house with all their own things going on and this on the TV and that on the TV and that playing and this playing. And Sharon said, I want more presence of God in the house. And when Sharon speaks, <laughs> we all listen. And so, you know... It was arranged that we had the Google thing, and so she's first down in the morning. She comes down earlier than everybody. Makes me a cup of tea. <sighs> in a mug that says, it's all good. It's a great way to start the day. But I'll come down in the morning, and everybody else comes down in the morning, and there's the presence of God in the place, because there's worship playing, and that's playing all day long, unless we have to turn it off for something. And it's all day long because you don't have to change CDs. I mean, this is wonderful. It's just playing all day in the house. So you know what? There's, there is something that all of us can do to move forwards today. And I just want to encourage you, whether you're here in person or here online today, that, you know, God wants the best. It's the abundant life. 
which comes from our relationship with God. Can we all stand up here today and we're just going to close with praying and, and just really believe in God. So come on, let's just pray, shall we? Father God, we thank you today for this incredible insight into how you relate with different people in different ways. And Father, we just want to open all of our hearts right now and say, God, our personal devotion is absolutely central to our relationship with you. Whether it's in the morning, in the evening, in the lunchtime, on a train or a specific time or any time we can grab because of the children and the shift work we do. Father God, we thank you, Lord, that it can be absolutely rich with life. So Holy Spirit, we just want to embrace you again. Heavenly Father, we want to love on you again and glorify you. Jesus, we want to exalt you again today. And thank you for the life we have in Christ and the flow of your Spirit flowing through each and every one of us in Jesus' mighty name. And I just want to invite people right now to receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. If you've never received him, there's a whole lot involved, but it's quite simple. It's saying, Jesus, will you be my Lord and Savior? Perhaps you're here today and you need to come back to God. Perhaps you're here today and you've heard, and you, you know, I don't have a personal devotion, haven't had for years, and I call myself a Christian. Well, perhaps now's the time to come back to God. Perhaps you're here today and you're of another faith or another belief or whatever, but you want to know more about who this Jesus is that we know is Lord of Lords and King of Kings and died on a cross to give us life. And he said, I am the only way to eternal life and a life for eternity with God in heaven. Whoever you are today, I'm going to encourage us all to pray a prayer. Now we pray it every week and especially those of you who have never prayed a prayer like this before to receive Jesus as Lord. Let's all pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you that you love me, that you've demonstrated your love by sending your son Jesus to die on the cross, to pay the price for all my sin and to give me life. I receive you, Jesus, as my Lord, my Saviour and my friend. I turn away from the way I've lived apart from you and by the help of your grace and your power. I will never be the same again. I receive eternal life in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, just at the end of today, let's give God some praise. Yeah.